Welcome to the talk show for talkers from irishtalkers.com. Good evening, Toastmasters, would-be Toastmasters listeners and friends. You're very welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Our email address is info at irishtalkers.com. You can also find us on Facebook at the Talk Show for Talkers. And we always look forward to your comments, to your questions, to your feedback, and certainly to your wonderful evaluations. You can also listen to previous shows from this season on our website, irishtalkers.com. We also publish the Public Speaking Weekly, which is a roundup of links from the internet all about Toastmasters, public speaking, confidence, leadership, all the stuff you expect to get from Toastmasters. So look for the newspaper link on our website. My name is Ted Melamphy, and I'm joined, as usual, by the parsimonious Paul O'Malley. <laughs> well, thank you, Ted. I am, you know I am Scottish. I do. I certainly, that's how I got that lovely word, uh, parsimonious. I think it's a lovely word. And you certainly are coming over abundantly clear, hence the, the adjective abundantly. Abundance is, I think, parsimonious is wrapped up with that kind of chat. And, of course, we also have the Mercurial Myra looking after all the controls and getting people on board via Zoom and Internet and intergalactic and all that kind of stuff. And generally fiddling. Yes, yes. Myra is a little bit like Nero. She likes to fiddle. Ah, but I, I would never see Rome burn. No, that's true. That's true. And we are going to have what we have every week on this show, and this is what you've become quite used to. So on the first part of the show, we'll have a thought for the week. We'll have a award for the week. On the second part of the show, and I'm going to tell you now, and we're, we're breaking from tradition here because on our second part of the show, we have a very interesting interview with our CEO, the CEO of Toastmasters International, Mr. Daniel Rex, who was with us last week in Ireland, and he put on a workshop up in Dublin last Saturday afternoon, which was very well received. And I had the pleasure and the privilege of interviewing Daniel Rex uh, Saturday morning before he did his workshop in the afternoon so you are going to be coming back to us for that so that was i really enjoyed my time with daniel rex and indeed we also had uh, our district director she came along to the meeting as well and she was there for the interview she listened in the background so it was a great pleasure to have her along with us as well patricia um, was one of the people who organized my interview and I would also like to thank Daniel Sanders who is our PR manager for District 71. So everybody were putting their shoulders to the wheel last week to make sure that we gave our chief executive the warm welcome that he was entitled to and this was his first time in Ireland so it was great. So we had a great time. So I enjoyed that. So what else do and we have? Ted, 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 just, just a little point. thing. I saw Patricia Riley's photograph um, uh, on one of the Facebook pages. So mm -hmm. it was good to see herself and Dan Rex uh, there at the same time. And uh, I guess Matthew uh, Matthew took the, uh, the photograph, I would guess. Who's Matthew? Sorry, sorry, it's not Matthew. Daniel. Oh, 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 
Who am I talking about? I'm talking about the man who's the public relations manager. Daniel. Yeah, that's Daniel Sandor. Daniel, yeah. yeah. Well, Matthew was Daniel's brother. That's why I got Oh, I see. That. Interesting. Yeah, that's good. Well done. Well done. You, you retrieved the situation there very nicely, Paul. You nearly dropped the ball, if we can speak in rugby terms. Okay, let's get on with the show. Yes, Ted, let's get on with the show. Let's have your thought for the week. I have a lovely thought for the week this week, and I know that I've been using the theme of gratitude over the last couple of weeks, but I'm going to use a little Irish blessing, oh, particularly in tribute to Daniel Rex coming to Ireland for the first time, and this is it. May you never forget what is worth remembering, nor ever remember what is best forgotten. Absolutely. And that's an old Irish <laughs> blessing, and I think it's very true, isn't it? Absolutely. I, my problem is, is just remembering anything. <laughs> yeah, but that's because of the strategies that you use, Marla. It's not because of your memory, it's the strategies. Oh, well, that's, that's what everybody tries to tell me, Ted. And yeah, that's I, true. I tell no, them it's true. a load of rubbish. It's, no, it's old age catching up with me. You're fixed on, on the ideation that as you get older, you lose your memory. You don't. We, no. Can I go back to the actual quotation? So, of, of May you course. never forget what is worth remembering, nor ever remember what is best forgotten. I'll tell you a short golf story that's told by Bob Rotella. Um, Jack Nicholas was giving a, uh, an after-dinner speech once, and he said in the after-dinner speech to a very big audience that he'd never three-posted on the 18th hole when in contention in any competition. And a guy puts up his hand out of the audience and he says, Jack, do you remember five years ago at such and such a golf course, <laughs> you, uh, you three-posted on the 18th? And Jack, Lynch, uh, Jack um, Nicholas said to him, I've never three-posted on the 18th hole when in contention. So your man sat down. He went up to Rotella after the meeting and he said, look, what is it about Jack Nicholas? I always thought he was the most honest, open person. And here he is, and, he, and he's not telling the truth. And Bob Rotella turns to the guy, and he says, what's your handicap? And he says, I'm 15. And he says, I bet you can remember every bad shot that you hit recently. Yes, of course I can, he said. And he said, well, there's the difference. Yeah, good point. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. I love it. I love it. Great point. Yeah, yeah. And a nice way of putting it. You're right, Mara has no memory. You're bang no. on point. <laughs> okay, let's so move on to the word of the week, which I think might have been dropped from your list. Yes, yes, I did. I, I, I slipped it in there. Away. I slipped it in for Paul. You did. Paul, over to you. Well, the word of the week this week is ideation. And uh, to give a simple definition of what ideation means from the Oxford English Dictionary, it is the formation, it's a noun, and it means the formation of ideas or concepts. Now, the most common use of the word ideation is in connection with suicide ideation. That's where you hear it most used. But that may be a very unfortunate use of the word ideation, because ideation is, means thought. Mm -hmm. And it's the process by which thoughts are formed, or concept. Now, it connects much better with the word sensation. So sensation is about our senses, and ideation is about our thoughts. So that's a very easy way to, to remember it. Would either of you like to guess when it came, when it was first used, when the word ideation was first used? I would say about 2014. 
2014. Uh, Ted, would you like to? Would you like to get Shakespeare's? Shakespeare's (laughs) He came up with some great ideas. Right. Well, that was about what 2012. So somewhere in between. (laughs) Well, James Mill, in his uh, book uh, Analysis of the Phenomena of the Human Mind, published in London in 1829, Mm. said as follows: As we say, sensation. We might say also ideation. It would be a very useful word, and there is no objection to it, except the pedantic habit of decrying a new term. The pedantic habit of decrying a new term. That's the obvious resistance to a new word. Mm-hmm. But it comes, uh, it comes originally from a Greek word, which uh, is associated with ideas. And the interesting thing is the Greek word means to see. Mm. So goodness knows the connection between ideas and to see. But uh, ideation, now there's a, not, a, not a common word in, in normal conversation, but you could always say the speaker yes. had a big ideation that he developed during the course of his presentation. Yeah, so, yeah. and, and yeah. what Moira said, 2012, and I was referring back to the 16th century, and it eventually <laughs> was in the 1820s, so we were both yeah. there or thereabouts. Yeah. Uh, you were both I, very close, I mean. I, I only said that because uh, it, I only heard it first when it, was, it started being used regularly in terms of suicide. Yes. Yes. Uh, suicide mm. ideation mm. and I, I never I, I couldn't understand the use of the word in that context it didn't make a lot of sense to me yeah but uh, yeah sorry Paul. There's, al- there's also a, a verb called to ideate mm, that's interesting and to ideate is to form an idea or else to imagine or conceive an idea yeah, when, so you made a, when you made a reference to see there Paul that's what I was taking actually that ideation is it's an imag- It's also wrapped up with your imagination. So things that you imagine to see something in your mind. Yeah. Ah, yes. yes. That's yes. what I think that would yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I think it also uh, connects with the idea that you form an idea gradually. An idea may emerge in a very busy form mm-hmm. and may need to be be, uh, to gradually be formed into a proper idea from being a sensation. Yes. yes and so ideation is the process of forming an idea. Or, you know, if you, you could say, I've been ideating around the topic of ice cream. Right. And that would say you've been developing an idea in relation to the new flavors of ice cream which you intend to sell next summer. Yeah, but I think that's a much easier and simpler explanation you just gave than when you went into your farming and ideation. When you explained there exactly the idea of coming up with different flavors of ice cream. <laughs> okay, folks, that brings us to the end of this segment. The Talk Show for Talkers is published every Friday afternoon at 4 p.m. Dublin time. Check on our website, irishtalkers.com, for more information.